1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.
2: Hello and welcome to our second Rugby World Cup post-game pod, coming to you a day after Ireland crushed Tonga 59-16 in Nantes. Player of the match, Bundiaki got two tries, record-breaker Johnny Sexton got one, as did Ty Byrne, Caelan Doris, James Lowe and Rob Herring. Joining me this afternoon are two returnees, the podcast in the form of Tom Coleman and Efor Callan, so welcome on folks.
0: Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks for having us Caelan. Good to have you on. Always, always good, better after a win as well. And I'll start with yourself, Tom, it was a game that it felt like the general consensus was mixed, given the, the selection and no one really knew how good Tonga were, etc. So with the, the cold light of day, as they say, coming away from it, what was your thoughts on the game last night?
1: Yeah, I think like, yeah, obviously we the three of us, we all love our rugby. So that the in-between games are always speculating about Who'll start and what'll he do for Romania and what will it do for uh, for Tonga to, to lead up into South Africa. So um it's probably fair to say we all got it wrong. As in, nobody expected Ireland to go fairly strong in both games. Um obviously picking somebody like Johnny who hadn't played since the England game, the Six Nations, for a couple of games made sense. We really didn't know um what's to how the selection would go. Um you know, I think back to the two thousand five Lions team and there was the, the the midweek team and that became a bit divided a, a, a divisive thing under Clive Woodward. Um but look, winning is infectious throughout the squad. So I, I think, you know, the fellas, you know, I think Jimmy O'Brien and Stuart McCluskey may be the only two who haven't had a game yet. I know Dan and Ginger and so is Conan. But I think they're the only two that hasn't minutes. But but I think if you speak to them. I you know, I'm guessing here that they'd be absolutely delighted the way things are going. Um the McCluskey and O'Brien, even though they haven't got game time yet. Um so look we've we've been through several World Cup cycles before where we've had difficulty with um call it, you know, I don't like the term tier two, but opposition, tier two opposition. And um what I like about Ireland this year so far in this World Cup is that, you know, it's to give them the ultimate compliment, it's New Zealand esque, as in we're racking up big scores. That was never the case, and it probably wasn't even the case under this current team. You know, we played Fiji before. Um, was it last autumn we played them um, in in the it November was, yeah. And it was a tricky enough game with a lot of changes. So, so for Ireland to rack up what now twenty tries in two games, you know, I've seen a stat online saying we've we're nearly at the same points total that we've had in. Three or four previous World Cups with with five or six games. So from that from that side of things, you have to give credit to the whole coaching staff to to Faz especially for for getting the selections right. And I think a winning camp is a happy camp. I know that sounds a bit of a cliche, but you know you cannot be but delighted the way the way they've gone about their business and, and the game last night. Um, even though you know it, it took them a while maybe to get into their stride. Um, but once they got going, they were they were they, they they were really impressive, you know. So I think credit has to go to the coaching staff and 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 some of the issues that even amateurs like myself picked out in line about liners and stuff, you know. They've, they've obviously colleagues looking to rectify that, and we had big improvement last night. Twenty one out of twenty three liners, so um, just a couple at the end going askew, you know. Um, but uh, no, you have to be positive, you know. We've done all we can lead to lead up to the South Africa game, and. Um, and just just take it from there. Hopefully, one or two players make it back available to see him. So you know, absolutely a great night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like I was, I was going to bring up that point about ruthlessness and you know all Blacks Esker. At least it's what World Cup champions do consistently. They they put away the teams that they should be beaten. And yeah, you could say well South Africa beat Canada in 2019 with a rotated team, but Ireland they're built on cohesion. They're built on the ability to go a number of weeks in a row, and that. If I suppose the ability to go up through the gears, like it was like Ireland scored their first try after 20 minutes, they got the bonus point before half time. Like that's is something uh, certainly in my lifetime and probably in anyone's lifetime, we've never seen from an Irish team this ability to just kick on.
0: Oh, 100%. And I think, like coming into this Tongan game, you know, just the physicality of Tonga and the Pacific Islanders, I think a lot of us were kind of going in with bated breath a little bit, being like, how are we actually going to? come out of this you know we've gotten some injuries already we don't really want to pick up anymore I know Finley I think failed his HIA but like you know that's kind of the least of our worries a little bit you know we were like how's Johnny going to come through this you know they, they could fold him in half kind of thing so to kind of come out of this without any actual like physical physical injuries I think was one massive positive and I think like you know Going to Tonga, I told some of us we were like, could be one of those in-between games. They could go either way, or we more than likely going to win it because just in and whatever on Tongan's side. But I think they just looked like they really enjoyed it. I think they were able to play a game that they haven't been able to play in a while. You know, there wasn't as much kick in. It was very kind of... It's just physical, and I think they enjoyed that. Like, even at Rock breakdown, you could see they weren't shy of it. Like, they were getting stuck in. So I think, like just to be able to allow them to experiment that little bit and kind of find ways that isn't just box kicking and chasing Johnny kicking and chasing, you know, like it's just to see that there is more for that team that they can do in a sense. Like even like I tend to complain a lot about how Connor Murray can be slow at Rook breakdown, getting that ball out. But I think it actually worked this week because he was able to draw the Tongans in that they'd step that little bit offside and it would be, their penalty and kind of he was it was a bit of mind games in there as well when you think about it and yeah I just think like you know every kind of hit I was a bit like oh my god oh my god but like they just they didn't shy away with it and they just looked like they enjoyed it which I think at the end of the day is what you really want especially with like South Africa next week you want them to kind of have a feel of what they could do so that they can go into that with that sort of confidence.
2: That's the thing like if we're we're talking about Ireland as as one of three or four tournament favorites, tournament favorites for World Cup don't play scare. They don't revert to type in games like these. They they get the job done, and that's exactly what Ireland did. They I've said it before as well as well as Ireland going through the gears. I don't think I've ever seen an Irish team who is able to smother you as well as this Irish team does. They they'll go up through the gears and then they'll bring it back down and they'll kick long and they'll they bully you in that regard like. Ireland kicked to Charles Pieto twice in the first 10 minutes. He bet Hugo Keenan twice. Hugo's missed two tackles in 10 years and missed two last night, unfortunately. But then James Ryan smothers him up and it's dirty ball. It was four or five second ruck time. And that's like, what can you do from there? You know, if you're a team like Tonga, what, what can you do? You're trying to win the the physical collisions, but they weren't. And, and that's what Ireland like to see. And I suppose... There's a number of talking points. Unlike last week, where we were just kind of going through the motions, there is a couple of things to talk about. And we'll start. I think one of the ones that everyone's going to be talking about this week is the hooker selection. Malcolm Marx is flying home from France for South Africa. On the flip side, Ireland are set to bring back in Jan Sheehan, and that's after, Ronan Kellher was. I think we can all say he was very, very good last night. Throws were brilliant. I I don't know what to take of Ireland going to the tail an awful lot over the last two weekends. Whether that's whether they're laying out a trap there for South Africa and we're going to hit them at the front like we did in Autumn or we're, we're going to see something there that they're going to after maybe a Libok who is not as not the strongest tackling 10 in the world and like line outs are better Tom you said it yourself and I suppose I'll throw this to yourself Tom because you probably have more experience watching Keller and Sheehan as a, as a package deal than the rest of us but which way would you be leaning as of right now? If it's those two, or if, would you be saying, "Okay, I'd still go for Herring on the bench or or start Herring"?
1: The funny thing about it is, I, the, the short answer to that is, I'd actually be happy with a combination of all any of the two of the three. I think, yeah. um, I think to be in that position, you know, that all we want is Dan Sheehan fit, which he seems like he is. That the vibe's coming out of the camp that he is. But if it's Callagher and and Herring again, I have no issue with that. You know, the World Cup isn't over or um, it begins next weekend. It's a massive game. It's a bit of a marker against the world champions, but um, it's not the end of our World Cup. South Africa, have, you know, they've lost in pool games before and went on to win the World Cup. So um, we obviously want to put one over them and we're in great form. And and I, I think we 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 could, you know, they want to jinx it like we would, but I think we're world capable of beating them. They're going I'll put it this way, they're going to have to play really well to beat us next weekend, which is all you can do. But on the hooker selection itself, yeah. In short, I wouldn't mind if it's either the three, um, uh, regarding our sort of package deal with 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 the Sheehan and, and Callagher. I think you know Dan Sheehan's has had a meteoric rise in the last sort of two years, eighteen months. It's very hard to not see him in the twenty-three if he's fit. But because it's a pool game. And then not a quarter final. Maybe that decision doesn't have to be forced because Herring is such a good option. Um, I know the last two lineouts. I think, as I said pre pod, I think we got twenty one out of the twenty three lineouts uh, last night. Just a couple of factors there. Tonga maybe didn't target it as much as Teo Teo uh, McFarland did for Samoa. So that's something you know that maybe skews the stats a little bit. Um and South Africa definitely will go after Ireland ball Um, I hope we go after their ball as well you know, the likes of Peter Romani and Tyke Bourne are well able to counteract um, and give South Africa dirty ball I've said for a long time Marx is a massive loss when, you know, um, Bungie isn't as good a line-out Um, I think I tweeted it back I'm no uh, Nostradamus but I, I did say I hope Bungie would start against us in the World Cup I think he's, 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 his line-out darts can be got at um and they look like they're gonna have a sort of a hooker come flanker come hooker on the bench uh, if anything goes wrong. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes for South Africa. Um on the liner itself, I was listening to the lads over in the the the, 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 the three the three monster boys on their pods. Tom Savage mentioned that um the last couple of years Ireland have thrown forty percent of the line to the front uh of, of you know, when he analyzed the games for his for his own um Three Red Kings podcast and uh, I noted, you know, that in the games leading up to the World Cup and, and against Romania, we threw zero to the front. So obviously there's been, Ireland have been trying something in the warm-up games against England and maybe where everyone was a bit unfair to criticise maybe what they were trying to do. They obviously have South Africa and Scotland in mind and onwards, so... So uh, they can always go back to that safe space of the front of the line-out, which they have done and have got success off. Um, so I wouldn't be as worried about how our line-out will go against South Africa, and, and in short, I wouldn't be worried if it's if it's Callagher and Herring. I think it's great to have Callagher back. Physicality—he's he'll add to that front five. I know we'll talk about you know maybe the South Africa or the Irish selection against South Africa. In a while, but um, Kelleher's physicality in the scrum is 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 a big plus as well. And Herring and Herring, Herring is no slouch. You know what I mean? I think it's 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 not a biggest fall off. If it's the two, to two lads from my own province. It's great. But if it's Herring is there to to either start or even back up, I have no issue with it either. I think, I think we're in a good position there, and it shouldn't be the problem that we maybe perceive it might have been. You know,
2: absolutely. And it's. You've got a situation where Sheehan is the best athlete. I think it's it's fair to say he's probably one of the best athletes, a at hooker in the world. Herring's throws are consistent, you know. Like and I've heard I think it was McCarney on on the RT rugby pod say Rob Herring hits the same spots over and over again. It's up to the lift to get them, you know, and like that's there's a great confidence in that. And then Keller's physicality. I thought he scrummaged well last night. I was trying to yeah. keep an eye out for tonight. I know we could go on about the the camera angles for different things, you know, lineouts and and scrums, but it felt like he did a good job there in that first half. And another player who brings physicality in abundance, player of the match last night was Bundy Aki. He has, was it four tries in his first two games now? He has been phenomenal. Aoife, I'll I'll throw this one to you. Like you talk about Bundy, the enforcer, and I think Jamie Heaslip said, you know, I think we almost forget how good he is at other skills or Simon Zebra, mm-hmm. or one them on RT. He's at a level right now where he's probably borderline un- unplayable. Would you agree?
0: He's just like that line last night. I just keep replaying it in my own mind. Like the fact he just can spot any little gap and he's just gone. Like you saw those photos before the world cup of him in the gym or whatever, really nicely taken. And he looks absolutely jacked. But the fact he has the legs on him as well that he can hit that speed and that he's so physical like he's the perfect center if that makes sense like you know, he genuinely he's like he's got the ability to run he's got the step he's got the just the intelligence to spot any sort of a got and be like that's my fucking line Joe you know, I'm I'm gone do you know what I mean and like it's funny to relate it to amateur rugby obviously but um <laughs> from being a back in a nine whatever knowing the lines that, like, say we try to run ourselves in training, you know, we try to hit that line hard, play either play that dummy or hit it so that you can take the deck and go into another rock. But, like, the speed of him just coming up just wiped that completely and he was just ball popped, he was gone. And, like, that's, that's what you want. You want him to be able to... I think the fact he was able to play his game a little bit as well last night, you know, I feel like there's been a couple of games, say, in the Six Nations or whatnot, where they've gone down the kicking route, do you know, so to have him front up and not kind of be scared, and then you know, with the odd time, then he gets stuck with, you know, that twenty three stone prop in front of him. You know, he's gonna run straight to him, especially by like the second half when the poor fella was just sticking out his arm to try and stop people. Like, so you know, he was he was just gone. You know, and stuff like that. So just allowing him to be as physical as he is and using that to our advantage, just. Oh, I just—he just—he's an enigma. Like he, there's no one better than him. I. Haven't seen, and like I know he's gotten caught before with like, kind of cards, kind of a little bit here and there. But the fact he's able to do everything legally, everything went well. Do you know? Like, he's just. Oh, I just wish I was him sometimes. <laughs> do you know? I and mean? I don't even play center. Do you know what I mean? It's just you want, you love, to just take him and just replicate him. Do you know? Like even if you look at. Fekitoa on the opposite side, like he didn't even shine as much as we all thought he would. Do you know, especially and that's coming yeah. from monster fan. Like you know, when we had him here, we're like, it's more Bundys you want than him, and he was the All Black, you know, way from way back when. Joe, you know, he's just, he's just magic. Like he honestly is. Like honestly,
2: yeah, absolutely. And that was probably that was something I talked about in the preview. I thought Ireland would have a tough job with Aki and Fekitoa in the centres, but to be fair our own Aki and Bundy and Gary Ring was shut them down very well. You know, I think Avili got a bit clustered at times and on the Tongan attack. And I might just move on to Tongan now, seeing as it can kind of segue into it. And Tom, we, we discussed this last night there. You, you can't help, but feel like if they had maybe Romania next week and then had Scotland, that there was probably an opportunity for them there, but it just feels like that lack of games over the last couple of weeks might just be holding them back a small bit. Cause a lot of these guys, have n't got a whole lot of Tongan caps, you know, and they're all on the the plus side of thirty. What you'd want is if they all had a good year, maybe played ten times for Tonga this year, and they could be a serious contender. I think cohesion's the only thing holding them back, in some ways.
1: Yeah, I like think with all due respect to Canada, you know, Tonga's last really competitive game was the first week of August when they played Samoa, and. um you know, we looked at Ireland, how clunky maybe we were a little bit in some of the pre-warm-up games. And we're a team that's blessed with cohesion over the last 12, 18 months. So how it how it was good for Tonga just to have those lack of games. I'm not looking at the Tongan Rugby Union or anything like that. It's just, it should be no surprise that they looked very um, rusty last night Um and they haven't really played together you know what i mean they've definitely got star quality across that team and um the, the worry i would have is that the world cup will be over before they really get going and mm. um, that's the concern for some of the likes of the you know fiji and, and tonga and samoa especially that's just the lack of proper international games um as i said with all due respects to canada it's not ideal warm-up for we're going into a group where you've got to play Scotland, South Africa and Ireland and uh, as much quality as you have. um, It's just it's just unfortunate that, you know, their first game up was against the number one team in the world. that hasn't been beaten in so long. And mm-hmm. we'll 15 games in a row now or something. So um, it was probably. It was as hard to start as they could wish for in the preparation beforehand, getting games wasn't ideal um regardless of the star quality. You've already mentioned, you know, Pito at fullback and he showed his flashes of brilliance in the first twenty minutes, all right. And then Ireland got the grips with him. And as you mentioned, Aki and Fekato, who we know um uh, played in Connacht and, and and Munster. And a couple of boys there at the in the Scarlets that are absolute ballers in the URC uh, Fafita. And they're great to watch when you're looking at the URC week in week out as we do. So uh and then Big Ben at, at Prop. <laughs> he, he he lasted a long longer than I thought he would, but and and but he's you know they've got they've got the guys and but it's just it's just he can't replicate that game time against decent opposition as as a preparation for a game like this. And as you say, they probably needed another game in the pool before they ran into one of the big three in the group. Um, and you know we don't want to be sitting here. I know the World Cup is not over, and we're all enjoying, we're reveling that Fiji we're going to look at them this afternoon. Hopefully, bait Australia. Um, but we don't want to sit here again in four years' time and go. What What should World Rugby or the community have done in between to give these teams proper proper team? Because that's really the next thing to stop them. Do you know what I mean? It's that's the the next thing to stop them going on to the next level. Um, is that? But uh, yeah, just I, I wouldn't. I'd be I would be shy to say I was disappointed at Tonga last night. I can just totally understand where that performance came out of against a team that's that's humming. You know, really and truly, we shouldn't have been surprised by the result at the end, given given yeah. the the lead up both teams,
2: both countries have had. Yeah, that's right? no, it's 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 a fair point because it is becoming this case now where cohesion wins international rugby more often than it hinders. You know, you look at Wales and the Six Nations and Wales now, now that they've had a couple of weeks together. They look like a, they look as good as the sum of their parts. Whereas before they didn't look like that. You know, and that's. It's a pity, but as you said, we we can't keep coming back here every four years and have the exact same conversation either. World rugby has to do something. Are they going to? Probably not. But all we can do, all we can do, is hope, I suppose. And we'll we'll move back on to Ireland as well because there's there's two players in particular I want to talk about. No one's not Tyburn, despite me tweeting about Tyburn and getting a few people mad about it um, last night. But I want to talk about. Matt Hansen and Johnny Sexton. I've come to you first, Eva. On Matt Hansen, scored what was one of the great Irish World Cup tries, albeit with some slack defending. But if there's anyone who epitomizes this Irish team, this loose, fun to watch, you know, I don't, you run out of adjectives at this stage. We've used them all before. It is Matt Hansen, and he is, he's just what, what Arnadare, isn't he?
0: Oh, big time, Magic Mac, as they all call him here. Like it's just he's just so enjoyable to watch. Like, we've struck absolute gold, I think, with him. Like, it's just like, you know, like you get the funny side of him with the tattoos and the hair and the like, <laughs> you know, he's just he's oh I just I love him. He's so enjoyable to watch. And I think like yesterday I think he stepped up. Another level, like even the Troyer side, like you know, he was up in that defensive line straight off the bat, you know, not shooting out that they were leaving a gap. He was kind of managing, they all kind of came up together, and like he was so just on it. I think yesterday, you know, spotting those gaps, hitting hard, like not kind of afraid because you no know, wingers sometimes they can be. You've seen it, I suppose, with James Lowe here and there that they can be kind of in defense, they can be a little like, oh shit, you know, like kind of kind of maybe take that step back, but I feel like he normally doesn't, but I think he took that step again that he was straight up, straight in, over that ball. Just we're so lucky to have him. Like I can't see anyone else getting to the level he's kind of at. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's no one and he's just a baller as well. Like he's not afraid to just take that ball, basically like hurdle over people. And he's just There's just no one like him in Ireland and I don't think there has been majorly in the last number of years until he's kind of came on that scene. And he brings that fun element. like, I think they enjoy playing with him as well that like he's bringing that like flair to like the Irish style that like, all right, he can, they can kick and he can like catch one bounce and just be gone kind of thing like we saw in the Six Nations or whatever a couple of years ago. Like, but he can also play that hands game straight out, crash up, Go the other side, crash up, back him, spots that gap and he's gone. Do you know? He's just he's so versatile, I think, as well. That that, that, he that's just, moment
1: deep, that moment. That moment, I think it was the first half where Samoa had a brilliant kick and he he had the cop to throw the line out to himself and kick to 50-22. Yeah,
0: just yeah. he's just he's so like you know, we look at him and we're like, oh Mac, he's a bit of crack, he's whatever, like, but he's just so clued in at the same time that I think people kind of forget a little bit Joe there's the whole story of like Andy Friend's son like finding him in a bar it's kind of like oh we kind (laughs) of got him got him off the streets a little bit kind of thing you know but I think people forget that he has this intelligence as well that he sees the game and he's like right I'm going to take every opportunity I can because I I have to and like you know I haven't seen him kind of do something overly stupid you know like try and take on a ball that like there's just absolutely you know hope and like do you know? I just think he's just so enjoyable to watch. Do you know? I'm like, oh, why did you have to play for Connor? Why can't you play for Monster? <laughs> do you know? I but like, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see what he keeps doing. I'm just like, please don't injure him. <laughs> do you know
2: what I mean? That's it too. Like, and it's I, I made a point last night talking to someone. Like, it's it's one thing about having you know everyone goes on about depth. You need depth to win a World Cup. It's it's not entirely true when you look at the the squads of past teams you just need your best players to be hitting the levels that they should be at. And at the moment we've talked about Bundy We mentioned Ty Byrne last week as well. Um, Johnny Sexton looks to have no cobwebs. Remarkably. Matt Hansen is another who's just flying it. Caelan Doris is another. Like that's what you're looking for. You you don't need everyone to be 10 out of 10, but if your best five or six are playing consistently brilliant in rugby, it is huge. And I, I'll, Moving on to Johnny Sexton now, Tom. You know, broke long longstanding record of top Irish point scorer. He's top point scorer in the Six Nations. He he probably won't move any further up up the world chart because Owen Farrell is about hundred points ahead of him. But a, another really solid forty minutes showing, and Ireland just look better when he's there, isn't? It? I think, isn't it? Yeah,
1: there's no question he. He, you know, I can say this from a Lenser point of view as well as Ireland. But there's no question he brings it up at another level for the players around him. He, he obviously demands it, but he's he's got he's earned a respect that he he doesn't have to force forcefully demand it. he's he just he brings it up a couple of levels. And and uh, he's obviously that was 69 times I think now he's played alongside Connor.
2: I think like that, yeah,
1: yeah. So they're well, you know, they're, they're well used to, to to playing with each other. Um. You know, I remember being back in the day in a very wet RDS yes, when he made his debut for Ireland against Fiji. It was absolutely torrential. He was a young fella and kicked all his conversions that night and got man of the match and kicked a couple of penalties. And and but I was also there when he when he when he was there played a few games with Leinster and he got sent back to St Mary's. For a while in the IL, there's no way in hell I would have thought, you know, that here we are now, sort of fifteen years down the line. He's he's he is the player that he is and what he's won, um, and you know whether that be a couple of successful Lions tours or or with his province. Just, I suppose the the, the magic moment for me the night was just the delay on his face two meters out when he realised he was going to score a try. Yeah. Like Johnny is, you know, he's famous for being scowly as we all know, and but look. And he's a cranky hero, but he's our cranky hero. And but but you could actually tell he was absolutely delighted. I don't think he was even breaking the record. I think he was just delighted to score a try in a World yeah. Cup. Um I don't think it was he wasn't the last thing he was thinking about was his buddy Raj. Um he was just absolute and it was a great way for him to to to, to sort of break that you know record. And course, you heard him after the game, he wasn't really interested in it. He's talking about the collective and how we, you know, we Need to improve with the breakdown in the first 20 minutes and stuff like that. He's already thinking about South Africa and you know these are things he'd probably look back at when his career is done, but um, the main thing, as you said, he hadn't played since the England game, since he pulled up and in, in, in the Six Nations, and now he's got a game and a half or whatever it is he played against Romania nearly. And, he, and he's he just reminds me of Rob Carney, another fellow who was around for a long time, just could be out for a while and just seems to just walk back onto the pitch and hits form straight away. So um, I think that might be uh, how good the Irish camp is as well, as well as the individual. And we, maybe we should be less worried about Dan Sheehan if he is selected next week. Come back to the hooker that they don't tend to play these lads. I'm not a hundred percent, hundred percent sure because there's quality enough there with 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 um, Jack and Ross backing up. That they, they would have done a job last night against Tonga. No, no question. The two lads would have done the job. But it's 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 good that we've we're sort of getting Johnny in in time for which um, should be a lot more physical test yeah. for him next week.
2: And there, there is that point of enjoying the rugby. Like it's been said for two, two and a half years now that this Irish camp is very enjoyable, but it, it's coming across because Johnny looks more, I'm not going to say relaxed, because I don't think he's ever relaxed. As you said, he's, he's cranky, but he looks more relaxed. Peter O'Mahony, aside from the yellow card, looks to be enjoying his rugby. Keith Earls is another. Conor Murray, I feel like, is playing his best rugby of... Andy Farrell's tenure anyway I think is, is fair to say and th- it's not a coincidence that, that that's the case you know that it has to be something more than just good team around them it is the camp everything's going well they're important players and I think Andy Farrell's putting trust in these lads
0: mm.
2: and it it shows you know it shows when you back a lad to you know like Johnny okay go out against Romania just get us humming go out against Tonga get the job done we'll whip you off like The game was over at halftime. Like if you had said before that the game be over halftime, we take off Johnny, we'd have bitten your hand off for it. And that's what happened. And it was it was fortunate in some ways, but it was it was of their own making. And and those lads stood up. The the lads you want to see stand up did. And that's that's crucial. And that will be crucial next weekend. If Ireland are to take down South Africa, it's in my opinion fast becoming one of the best rivalries in in rugby because of the the URC side to things. You know, you look at the stormers have played Leinster twice, bet them let bet Leinster the last two times. Um Bunster have have only beaten the Stormers including in a final. It's it, there's just that niggle, you know, and like you look at say if Joseph Dwaybe does get called up there's does that niggle because of what he said before about Munster and and so on and so forth. There's the claim and same and element and it's it's going to be a great game but there's just so many things you could talk about as well which is It keeps us all interested from from now until Saturday evening. And focusing on the game itself, I'll come to you first, Aoife. I suppose this was a good Irish performance, again, moving in the right direction. But is there anything you'd like to see maybe cleaned up or tidied up in relation to looking ahead to next week?
0: I suppose for me, like, I was really happy with that performance. See, like, it's so hard because, like, I don't want to pull the conditions and stuff like that in, but, like, it's greasy ball because it's so humid and hot over there. I think they had a little bit of rain in Nantes, I think, just before the game, one of, I think, Rory O'Connor or Murray Kinsler or something said, "Do you know, like, so I think the games, it was like, because you saw it last night, the ball was like a bar of soap. It was happening all over the place even though it wasn't raining, you know, so, like, it's so hard to call, I think, some nitty-gritty things because... Because it was the same in sure the New Zealand France game, but I was going all over the place and stuff like that, you know. But for me, I think the one thing is looking at the bench. First of all, how many scrum halves are South Africa going to bring with them this time? Do you know, they've <laughs> got four in the bench for this weekend, like which is a bit of a. We won't talk about that, um, but for me, it's Jack Crowley or Osburn. Like, who's gonna who's gonna like Johnny's going to start, obviously, but like who's going to be second ten? Do you know, like personally, I'd like to see Jack Crowley, obviously monster woman but like I think I had this conversation with my dad last night like Ross isn't one to kind of take on the ball himself I think he's very much one that like would rather get the ball moving which I think was great for Tonga last night because it meant that like we were putting them out in feet putting the big boys out in their feet a little bit kind of calm, especially like the last 15 say 20 minutes or whatever like you know when Big Ben was still on for some reason but um do you know I think that works but I like will that work for South Africa are we better to like bring the physicality and you know get Jack in have Jack crashing up when he's not afraid to kind of thing do you know like I think it's all going to come down to who we have how we how we get through that first half like will we have injuries will we join it's going to be another step up again so it's like how are we going to fare how's like what referee will we get do you know who's gonna like how, how will he perform on the day do you know by the looks of things so far so it's very much going to be rather than just the I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be like more in the, the game itself it's going to be all the factors of intrigue of carries of you know will it rain will it be really really bloody hot will it be you know it's there's so many I think other factors coming in that maybe we kind of didn't think of especially this whole new bunker thing like there's been some records that necessarily maybe there's things being missed, there's things not being missed. There's like, it's, it's all a bit like, it's a lot. So it's like, who, how are we going to come through that first half? I think it's going to be a real test to how we will get on and how we'll end up. And I think at the end of the day, like, I think it was even said themselves that like, putting these big scores on Romania and Tonga, like, they were important because like, if it comes down to points scores at the end of it, do you know, like, we need to have, especially that remaining game, we need to have the points up there. So, like, if it comes to this game at the weekend and it doesn't go great or we don't score that low, at least we have them as backup, yeah. you know. So, it's going to be going to be interesting. And then, obviously, there's the question of Finley Bielum, he's been playing so well, will he be available? You know, is it like a fact that like he'll have to do the full return to play? Do you know, where is the where are we going to sit on that? And I suppose then will Dan Sheehan be back? It sounds like he will but will he? Will they risk it? Do you know? So it's there's a lot of like cogs turning that like it's going to become one of those things of like who's going to be on the pitch and will they make it half time? Do you know?
2: No, absolutely there's, there's so much to it. Yeah.
0: It's crazy it's actually, it's yeah. very borderline there's, stressful thinking about it. <laughs>
2: yeah No, it's it's true, it really is Um and I suppose, Tom, you look at, say, do Arden go 6-2? That's one of the things that we're, that people are going to talk about, you know, especially when we don't know what the story is with Jack Conan. Could they go with maybe, could we see Byrne at 6? Do you see Byrne Stark go Henderson, go McCarthy, and then go Conan, for instance? If you go 6-2, you feel like you're more likely to go with Crowley, I feel like, because he covers 12 and 15. Mm. Um, You'd imagine Conor Murray's remain goes back to the bench role, but obviously... A role he's very good at because of his experiences as much as everything else and he's able to guide guide a team through a game and through rocky patches so selection wise this might be a cohesive team but there is decisions to be made as well at the same time would you go six two in particular or what way would you go there and what way would you go with the the number 22 shirt
1: um i think i think ireland is a- I'd be surprised, I'd be a little bit surprised, but it won't, I wouldn't upset me if they went 6 2, but I'd be surprised if they don't stick to 5 3. I think uh, Farrell is very much a, a centre as that number 23 slot, uh, regardless if it's Crowley at number 22. Um, I, you know, I think Henshaw is the type of player that he will go to at that number 23 spot. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you're right, the questions are in the pack, you, you know. Will he, will he push Henderson in in the second row with Ryan and go for that physicality? And you might see Josh Van Der Fleer on the bench with with the Burn and O'Mahony on the flank with Dars. Um, yeah, they are the questions we just don't know. Um, I'd be surprised if Conan makes the twenty-three, just given he hasn't had any sort of game time. He was in runners before the game last night. He where 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 Dan was training so. We already touched on whether she and may or may not start. I, I, as I said, if he does, great. If not, I think the two lads would be fine against South Africa. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it's Crowley and, and Henshaw 22 23. Um, that's probably maybe the way he could go. Um, um, I think the one good thing I, I liked about Ireland and bring it on for next week, one good thing I liked about Ireland in the first 20 minutes against. Tonga was. We were having a little bit of difficulty around the breakdown. You know, we got turned over a little bit, and uh, you know, without bringing up the the L the L Ward of Leinster, that's something Leinster could learn from. You know, I think I said pre game that, and I'm not one to criticise referees in the slightest, but I do think we have to learn to play them better. Uh, Wayne Barnes is a particular way of in the breakdown that Leinster definitely have never copped on to, and that's our problem, not Wayne Barnes's problem. But I thought Ireland adapted to that pretty quickly. We realised that we had to throw numbers into the rock a little bit more, and to secure that ball and give Murray the better service. You know, Murray unfairly gets criticised for being slower than Gibson Park. But in, in last night's instance, you know, just the presentation wasn't there. Ireland start to rely on not having passive players in and around the rock. Like the old style is is the likes of Big Ben. You know, if we use him as an idea as a pillar defence, and then he's just plonked there. Ireland don't really play that. We we like our players to be active rather than just sort of pillars. But the problem with that is the way Wayne referees. He, I wouldn't say players can come in from the side of rocks on the defensive side and upset the ball, and he lets that go, and that's fine. That's the way he refs it. I have no issue with that. Um, O'Keefe, who's ref in the game next week, is very, more, very more fussy. If you look at the France Uruguay game, that actually suits us. We need a ref who can penalise. Mm-hmm. You know, people would say, "Oh God, the Irish go off their feet. this and the old cliches," but not. We need a fussy ref for the breakdown. Because we don't want to put those pillars in, we want to be tackled in that long reach of a presentation back that we do to secure, you know, whether Gibson Park or Connor playing quick balls. So I'm happy that it's O'Keefe. Um, I'm I I am just delighted that the Irish players and management taught on the hoof last night on how to handle Baron's interpretation, and that's good. Uh, that you need to be able to yeah. do that, and we 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 adapted as such that we were able to to change how we played at the Rook and, and and put, you know, better secure our own Rook ball. And and then, then the troy started to come. And um, that's definitely something my own province could learn about um when they come across refs that doesn't necessarily suit their style. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting for next week. I think, uh, as I said, I think it's, I think he'll stick with Henshaw at 23. I think Crowley will probably come in at 22. um. And yeah, the it, it what shape the pack the back five of the pack will be is just it's just unknown. It'll it, you know to maybe have Van der Fleer on the bench could be and, and and probably McCarthy could be on the bench as well. Um Bern at six and maybe Henderson at at four. Um uh South Africa tend to name their team earlier than everybody else. They're quite confident. Tuesday uh, usually. Usually it'd be interesting to see if they have to do it this week. Uh, the bravado is normally we're South Africa. We name the team, and you can we affect you. We'll let, let you worry about us. We're interested to see if they do the same this week, um, with no marks. And then obviously, uh, Ebenezer about having you know a possible injury. Would he be back? That is could be massive for against South Africa. But look. But we let them worry yeah. about them and worry about, her, worry about her own selection. But I'll go back to what I said at the start. I think South Africa is going to have to play really well to beat Ireland and probably vice versa, which is why, the way you want it to be.
0: Yeah,
2: you know? absolutely. The The reports out of South Africa today are not that the team is named because that's obviously a... That's never true, you know, because they have a game today like in about 10 minutes' time from the time we record. But the, the bulk of it, they know what they're going to go with. It's expected that's about to come back in They'll probably go with a, a two-second row, six, two spit this time as opposed to two back rows, probably because of Etzebet's you know, potential knocks and bruises and whatever. And if someone doesn't come through the game today, be it Plain or your Um, it's also believed that Pollard will be called up but won't won't play because but at the time you have to be called up. So say he gets called up post game today at half four. He's not officially in the squad until half four on Tuesday because there's a 48 hour stand down period. So that yeah. also adds into it. They probably have their team named at that stage. So no matter which way they go, they are kind of there's a bit, there's a little element of, you know, they they didn't make the they made this mess on themselves. They probably should have just called up someone straight away. Um, hmm. yes, that means marks would have to be sent home the day of, which is an unfortunate rule in in World Rugby, but um it could end up coming back to bite them because it looks like they'll have to go with Dion Furry on the bench now against Ireland and I I would be happier you know if that's the case because if you've got Byrne and O'Mahony at the tail James Ryan at the front or no matter which way you go with the line out I think we can get at them you know with, with that and it, it makes for a great game but just really quickly before you go because I won't have you on next week who do you think is going to win it? I'll come to you first Tom
1: Ireland's going to win yeah, I think we're gonna win. Yeah, I think uh I think South that, so Africa that are gonna to have to play really well better than they've they'll have to play New Zealand level in Twickenham against. And that was against a fairly New Zealand team that that were, were fairly off the boil. They're gonna to have to play at that sort of level, I think, to beat Ireland. But um I think we've got the bit between our teeth. I think um confidence is there through the team. Looks like we're getting players everybody's in decent enough form. There's no one player that you would say, God, he's struggling a bit. You know, even, you know, if Ross Bourne is going to be the 24th man, he came on and did well last night. Um, Casey came on and did well. You know, these are guys that might be involved, but that's a good sign that the 23 that will take the field next week are are all playing very well and and in good form. And if we get a knock throughout the game, as Aoife says, the guys that's going to come off the bench, and we've got a f- bit of flexibility there about how we can shape uh, numbers through uh, four to eight about who we can play and rejig. And, and um. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe he might have a second half where Fury and, and Josh van der Fleer are thrown into the line-out. That would be an
2: interesting way to finish the game. Yeah, van der Fleer to O'Mahony again. And <laughs> I'd imagine if it does come to that, South Africa won't be silly enough not to send someone up at the front of the line-out to contest like Scotland did, because that was... I still can't get over how they, they couldn't get in front of Peter O'Mahony not once. But maybe that's just... Peter Marnie, Peter Marnie as well. Eva, you were you were not in the way through Tom's answers. So Did you think Ireland are going to win on Saturday?
0: I think so. I think, um, like as Tom kind of said, like we have. I think everyone has risen to the occasion. I don't think there's a player that, like, especially amongst I suppose the youth like, like Craig Casey or Jacks, like or Joe McCarthy. like, I don't think any of them have kind of been like, oh my god, I'm at a World Cup and kind of frozen up that like we might have kind of had once or twice with some players before. So I think. We've all kind of stepped up and I think we're very, as a squad, I think, like, you see the cracking they're having, like, with Tyburn having to go to training, like, in his full suit or whatever. I just think they've grown so close, I think, in the last couple of years. And I think, like, they've had the pressure of winning all these matches in a row and not losing in God knows how long and whatnot. That, like, that pressure is there. But I think they're taking it and taking it with confidence that they're not, like, pressurizing themselves like they're going in and they're just playing it kind of for what it is so I think I think we can win I know I like I feel like we can win it definitely but I think it's definitely going to be it's not going to be a runaway sort of thing like we've seen the last couple of games I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see the Munster boys going up against Jean Klein if he comes off the bench I'm really looking forward to that I think you know whether he starts or he's on the bench or whatnot I think that's just going to be really really interesting to see because we obviously haven't witnessed something like that before so that's this like you know and then obviously there's the injury thing but as I said I think we've got a bench that aren't kind of afraid to come on and rise to the occasion that's there you know so I've got every every faith in us but as I said I'm a person who doesn't like to drink things so (laughs) I'm like please
2: (laughs) I'm I'm the same I, I I have another one of these and Thursday, and I might just tip South Africa, just so I'm not the issue if Ireland don't get don't get the job done. Even if I, I'm already starting to think of October 21st and October the uh, 13th or 14th for the quarters and whatever. Like, but we can read it in. That's for another day's conversation. Thanks very much, Eva and Tom, for for coming on to join me. And as I said, all, always better after a win and a good win, and the excitement already building. But I'll let you go in time for. South Africa against Romania, which is about to kick off here in front of us. I'll be back on Monday with our flagship World Cup review podcast as we talk about the other seven games, including England against Japan, Australia against Fiji, Wales' win over Portugal, and so on, with Hugh Griffin and Will Roberts joining me for that. Then we run it back with preview articles, preview podcasts, recap articles, and podcasts for the massive showdown with South Africa in Saint-Denis next Saturday night so as always thanks everyone for listening and for the for Aoife and Tom for joining me if you like it to see you're here please do subscribe and you'll find the links for my channels and for our guest channels down below but for now and until next time take it easy Sports Social Podcast Network Okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry? Oh a book club
1: Computer Solitaire Huh?